Hi, I'm Pete, and welcome to another edition of EdTech Innovators. This time, it isn't really an EdTech innovator as such, but somebody with an education background who's innovating in the world of social media. It's somebody who I'll, I will introduce in about five seconds' time. Okay. Hello, it's Pete again. So this time I'm with somebody who's very special to me and extremely talented in the world of uh, blogging and content creation um, and many more things besides, but we'll talk about that as we're going along. But she's here to talk about social media specifically and LinkedIn even more specifically. Um, so I shall introduce um, the amazing um, Joe Watton. Oh, thank you, Pete. And that was a lovely introduction as well. That was sort of nicer than I could have ever written for you myself. So took me ages to write that I can tell you it really did so we're, we're here in um, a beau de brasserie in uh, in that there Manchester uh, to talk about this and um, warning in advance we will be talking about um, just about everything really uh, not just uh, social media and LinkedIn um, but let's just roll with the punches and see how it goes um, so Joe, how have you been not too bad I'm sorry it took me about three hours longer than expected to get here but hopefully this will be worth it for the listeners so yeah all Hashtag Northern Fail. Yeah, we've had yet another incident uh, of uh, trains being rubbish. I was okay coming in from Liverpool, but uh, the way back, I'll probably get the uh, you know replacement milk floats from Warrington Central or something. So um, I'll look forward to that. Yeah. Um, so um, what should we talk about first? I know. Um, should we have a look at the menu? I think we should. That is why I'm here. Um, that You dropped the whole idea of a podcast on me. Yeah. I just come for the, the food. So, exactly. yeah. Definitely. Right. Okay. So let's, uh, let's take a look at this. Um, this is where I balance getting my glasses out with holding my phone and balancing my little hamster microphone type thing um which is i haven't got a name for my hamster mo microphone <coughs> yeah well, my son has a hamster and he calls it lola um so i can't call it lola because that'd just be weird wouldn't it so um <coughs> this will be a first for you joe um joe joe, joe watson i'm going to start referring to you in the third person because i want you to refer to yourself in the third person because oh that would amuse me no, yeah, no, it, i know it would amuse you yeah it wouldn't amuse me <laughs> so probably for the first time in your life you're going to uh, choose your food uh, with a hamster in your face yes i am um I've, I've done worse in restaurants but um i'm sure i can cope with it you're doing worse things with a hamster in your face <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I'm trying to find the vegetarian selection. Ah, I think I'm going for a vegetarian sandwich, sandwich type thing. Um, let me see. Oh, a plat du jour. Let's see. A plat du what? <laughs> a plat du jour. A, a treat of the day. Um, I think I'm going to have to go for the sandwiches as well. Are we getting chips, Pete? I hope. Oh, Philly boots. Yeah, I think so. We're going to have to get chips. Have you looked at the menu? Yeah, I'd, I'd looked before. A bit of time on my hands. <laughs> Northern fail downtime. I know. Right, give me a second. I will choose something. This is pressure, isn't it? I know. It is actually pressure. Um, I'm going to go for... Or am I? Oh, my God. This is just... I'm giving the people what they want here with this, aren't I? This is dramatic attention, isn't it? Like, it really is. This is what they want. Oh, right. I'm going to have the vegetarian club sandwich and fries wow that's exactly what i chose oh, isn't that weird nice. well hey Yay. right so we'll come back to you in a sec once we've uh, ordered um i think it'd be a little bit too complex and weird um to do that while there was a waitress there <laughs> <laughs> so we'll come back to you in a sec 
Okay, so uh, yeah, we've ordered our food and it's, uh, we'd like to think it's on our way. Um, it's not made by Northern Rail, of course, it's made by the abode. Um, so now we can talk about um, well, social media, specifically LinkedIn. Um, so um, there are many things I like about Joe Watson and I'm going to refer to you in the third <laughs> as your full name because I want you to do the same. I want you to throw a tantrum calling yourself Joe Watson. <laughs> Joe Watson does not like this sandwich. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, we'll talk about LinkedIn. So one of the things, I, the, the other things I like about Joe Watson will come out during the, the, the remainder of the interview. But one of the things I like uh, uh, about Joe is how she conducts herself on LinkedIn. So if you don't know, um, check her out because she, uh, let's say, defies, all, I would say, all of the rules, apart from writing in English and writing in sentences or whatever, as opposed to writing in pictures or cave paintings. She defies most of the rules of, uh, of writing on LinkedIn. So um, are, you, are you aware of this, Joe? Um, I wasn't at the start aware that I was defying all the rules. Now I'm aware of it, I consciously make an effort to make sure I do. Basically, if marketing professionals tell you you should do something one way, I am going to go the other way. And that's partly my personality of being a bit controversial, but also because I don't like people to be told what to do. I used to work in teaching, you know, as you, yourself, and... Um, I think it's good to show people the way but give them options and so that's what I like to do with LinkedIn I like to show well you know what if you're not comfortable following the algorithms or doing things in a certain way try it in a different way because it might just work for you so so has it actually been an advantage then to defy those rules so for example like the the, the style that you've built up um, uh, do you mind if I say uncompromising um, a bit sweary at, at times um, I mean, there was one, <laughs> one that you wrote about Gone Girl a few days ago, which, um, which um, anybody who is not familiar with uh, Joe's profile, just just have a look at that. And it's very simple and straight to the point and sweary. But I loved it. And of course, people are, are liking it. People are making comments and so on. People aren't saying, but occasionally you have encountered resistance, haven't you? Yes, that's a, you've put it very politely, I yeah. think, encountered resistance. I get people, and I say, I say this a lot to people and they don't really understand it, but... Um, or they don't believe me. I get people who go out of their way to tell me they would never work with me. And yes, you get people who, who will troll you on your posts um, as they're in action and they're unfolding and people will say, why have you written this? This doesn't belong here. Um, I remember I posted something about my child and I got told to piss off to mum's net. Sorry to swear. Um, but And I said to you before we started, I'm not going to swear, but I have to because that was the, the comment that got levelled at me. It's a direct quote, yeah. Yeah, direct quote. Um, I shall reference it all fully later yeah. on. I know you, you love your academic uh, <laughs> side of things, so I shall do that. Um, but no, I do get people sending me personal messages as well. And they'll say, just to let you know, I would never employ you. Um, and then they go on to list all the different reasons why either me personally or my content does or you know do not belong on, on LinkedIn. Um, I get people saying, you're a professional writer. You should not be writing the way you do. You are a business person. Your posts aren't business related. You're a mother, so you certainly shouldn't be using that language. You're Ooh, a Daily Mail territory. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're a woman. You shouldn't be using this kind of language. How would your child feel? How would your mother feel? And I say, well, who the thing? Who do you think taught me how to swear? That's the you know. So don't don't bring my parents into this. They raised me to say exactly what I feel. Um, but that's not to be confused with. If, if anyone's not following me on LinkedIn, <laughs> why would that be? I don't know. But I don't throw things out there just to cause controversy and then run away from it. And I don't do it just to see what response I get. I say things because I mean them. 
and because I believe there's some kind of truth behind it, I wouldn't say something that I know is going to deliberately upset or, or offend anyone. I wouldn't. But you and I know social media, people are going to find offence in your stuff, whether you put it there or not. Um, but yeah, I am very straight talking. I am very sweary because I believe that relationships are made through personal connection. So it's only fair people get to know who I am. So that's exactly who I present on LinkedIn. And if it's any consolation, I felt the same way about Gone Girl. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. LinkedIn may not be a film review site, I, um, I admit it. But you know what? It was Sunday night, and my thought was there are going to be people who work, and on Sunday night they'll be getting that feeling either of, I've got a big week this week for my business, or I hate my job. That Sunday night feeling, the Sunday night blues, that knot in your stomach. And I thought, you know what, people will be feeling that. Let's put out something that's just a bit more enjoyable. So I was watching Gone Girl. Didn't understand it, didn't get it. Three hours of my life, I'll never get back. So I wrote a post about it, basically saying, what the hell was that film about? It got so much engagement. Now, I'm not on about how many likes or anything like that, or views. It doesn't really matter. Engagement is when people want to have a conversation with you on it. So I had people asking questions, people telling me their thoughts, people laughing, you know, people saying, oh, this doesn't belong here, that kind of thing. But... I just thought, well, it was on, on my mind. It turns out other people were watching Gone Girl on Film 4 at the same time. So it did. It started a conversation. Can I tell you if I've ever got any work directly from that post? I don't have a clue, but I would imagine when people are looking for a copywriter, they'll think, well, I like her style and I like that she's so easy to, to talk to, providing it's not about David Fincher films, obviously. So. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, you know, there are, there are some platforms like Sprout Social, for example, and BuzzSumo that can link your posts to you know leads and so on but um but is that how accurate are they and they're really expensive to have anyway aren't they i think um spot social is 99 dollars a month if you want to and you're basically it becomes sort of analytics driven then doesn't it which means that it's dictating your own content definitely i wouldn't like that um I, i get a sense of which of my posts are popular I can tell you now that if I put a post on saying, hey, I've got a course coming up, um, sign up now for a place, it won't get a lot of engagement because although there might be people wanting to come on one of my courses, that post itself doesn't really do anything. It doesn't inspire people to start a conversation or to, to talk a lot. They're more likely, if they're interested, to send me a private message to say, can I have some information? But salesy posts and things where you're telling people what you do, I don't think really go anywhere. People can look at your profile and and know what you do. Um, But it's your posts that show who you are, how you might work with someone, what kind of personality you've got, what traits might make you a perfect match for someone who wants to utilise your services. And it's not always the people who directly buy from you. You get people who love what you do and they never need you, but they'll happily recommend you. And that's what we want. Cheers. Right, um, I'm saying thank you to the uh, waitress who's bringing us some water. Um, I don't want to embarrass her though. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that brings us to um, two more things that I like about Joe Watton, okay? So, um, so one of them is, is that what, what you see on LinkedIn and what you see face-to-face are exactly the same. They're perfectly aligned, I think. There's no sense that you know, you're, you're, you've got this sort of constructed persona um, on LinkedIn that's very different from your, your own personality. It's very different. And so I'll take in a bonus one. So it's number three now. The three things. <laughs> there's more than three, Joe. But, but the third thing I like about Joe Watson is that um, when... Um, so we, we, we go about quite a long way, don't we? I would say about five years, would you say? Something like that? Yeah. 
Yeah, and we, I think we hit it off, hit it off straight away, didn't we? Do you know what I mean? It was like instant, instant connection um, through swearing and sarcasm and that kind of stuff. Just being real. Yeah. I hate the word authentic, so I won't, I won't use it. I think it's a bit overused. But it is true. You've got to be yourself. You don't want to strike up a relationship with someone over email or social media and have one impression of them. And then you meet them you know, in, a, in an office or a, in a Costa or other coffee shops are available um, and, and think, who the hell is this? I really don't gel with this person. So I think it is important you just come across as you would do. And I felt you did that when we'd emailed because, of course, I was working for someone at the time so I wasn't permitted to be myself on social media, quite rightly, because um, I was representing another company. But you'd emailed, I'd emailed. We were both just as we are. So we knew that when we, we met, God, this is just so easy. And we'll, we'll get on because we were exactly the same as, as what we were behind our words, our written words. So, so important. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know about you, but I, I think when, when I get uh, email communication or social media communication from somebody who says, hey, I just thought I'd reach out to you because um, we have uh, quite a lot in common. And uh, can we arrange a coffee sometime? Um, when you do eventually meet in person, I feel as though I've got to sort of rebuild everything and see beyond my initial... I mean, I won't tell you exactly what my negative reactions to that are, but I, I think, well, where do I go from here in terms of building a, a proper relationship with somebody when they've, 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 their opener has been, hey, I just thought I'd reach out to you and arrange a coffee sometime. Do you know what? That will work for some people. It'll work for some people who do it and it'll work for some people who are on the other end of it. And that is great. And so I'm certainly not going to be a hypocrite and say that does not work on social media if I'm the kind of person who's then saying, um, you know, don't listen to the people who tell you how to do it. But, you know, it, with everything, it will work for some people. It won't for others. What I do and how I speak and how I come across will not work for certain people. But that's fine because they're not the people I want to work with. I've built my business and my brand to a point where I can pick who I work with now. I don't know if it's always going to be like that, but for the moment it is, and I love it, and I love the fact that I am attracting people who go, I love how you come across, and I love the fact that no one's wasting my time with these coffees, because I wrote a blog about it saying, don't ask me to go and have a coffee. Um, it's it's, it's worded slightly more strongly than that Um, because I don't like it I want people to get to a point where they feel they know me because of my content on LinkedIn they know how my mind works they're not going to know all the intimate details and I don't want them to but they're going to know about the demons (laughs) they're going to know my values they're going to know what's important to me what, what motivates me and how I might work with them so I want them to get to a point where they send me a message or they call me up and say, I know I could work with you. How do we get this off the ground? I've got this project. Do you want to be involved? And they already feel like we've been working together for God knows how long anyway. Those people who used to ask me out for coffees, you'd spend an hour finding the place. Even then, even if they'd asked you for the coffee, me being me would feel obliged to pay for it um, and get in there first just that over politeness you'd then listen to everything about them and you wouldn't even talk about you and then you wouldn't hear from them again you know you drive an hour home or, or whatever and you'd never hear from them again and you think look you may have had time out of your day to do that but I'm a freelancer I don't have time to go for coffees no one's paying me so I, I need to make the most of my time and I don't want people to realise halfway through a coffee with me that actually they really don't gel with me. So at least if I can really put them off in a social media post first, it saves us both time, and that's what I want to do. Well, sometimes you get the, the, the twin index fingers pointing at you saying, right, how can we help each other? Which is probably even worse, isn't it? Oh, that sounds 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think you know, the, thing, the things I like about Joe Watson, um, this is 3A, I don't think it's a new one. This is 3A, really. Um, it's that you are just yourself and that you're uncompromising as well. And that works for me. But with me, you're built into rapport. And I see you doing that a lot on LinkedIn and with, with, with uh, real people, uh, with flesh. Uh, you do you build rapport really quickly, don't you, with people? But you were talking before about there's a, a, a price to pay for that because you will get the trolls and, and the people who, who don't like what you say or what you do and, and then they'll turn that into a personal thing. So, so it takes a lot of courage to, to be like that, which means that you, that puts you into the dangerous territory of being a role model, I think. Um, no, 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 I'm not going to use that word. But I know, yeah, yeah. Shall, shall we use, shall we use that word? Because we can, we can, um, we can debunk it um, just before our sandwich arrives. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, don't say influencer. Do not yeah, say. No, influencer. exactly. Well, that's one of the reasons. That that's one of the things that I do want to debunk uh, because one of the themes that I was thinking through with with this particular podcast was accidental influences. All right. Yeah, and. Um, because, I mean, let, let, let's play a sort of word association game then. So w when I say influencer, um, I think maybe snake oil salesman. I, uh, what do you think? Unemployed. Right. Okay. Um, maybe you look at the profile and think, well, what is the influence then? I look at the profile and think, you don't even know what you're doing. You don't, you don't have a job. Um, yes, you, you might be doing something to earn money, but if you're branding yourself as an influencer that doesn't tell me what you do and I'm pretty sure that's not what you're putting on your tax return to HMRC as well or at least I hope that's not the stage we're at in society where that is considered a legitimate career um, it's the word influencer for me it's like the word inspiring I don't think you can ever call yourself inspiring or inspirational I find that very vain very arrogant very presumptuous and I feel the same way about influencer. I think it's for others to say if you are that person or you do that thing. So I, I find you very inspirational or you are inspiring or you are an influencer. That is fine if someone else is saying it about you. Too many people are quick to say it about themselves. But if anyone was to say it about me, um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't agree because I'm not doing anything that's different really. Yeah, it might not be seen a lot on LinkedIn, but I don't think I'm shaping change or anything like that. I think I'm just encouraging people, well, or showing them rather, just to say, look, it's, it's okay to just say what you feel, providing you know, you're not doing something awful you know, to a protected characteristic or something like that, which none of us, no rational or decent human being ever would. But I will say things, I will share my opinions, and I will be me, and yeah, people will hate it, but people will love it, and that's all good for me, because you can go through life being vanilla, and people will still bloody hate you, and no, you're not going to make a mark on it. I hate vanilla, it's so vanilla. No, no, just nobody likes it. And if, if they feel safe with it, that's great. Someone wants a vanilla copywriter, brilliant, it's not me. I will take chances, and I will try and get an impact, because that's what good writers do. They make people feel... Yeah, so, so that I suppose just to get really um, over analytical, I suppose the word uh, influencer is a bit like propaganda, a bit like any rhetoric really, where it means anything that you want or, or nothing at all. It's either completely empty or, or it means you, know, you apply to literally everything. Um, just before we, uh, actually after we eat our sandwich, um, I'm going to drop the, I'm going to drop this bomb before before I eat our, our sandwich, and we'll have a sort of a sweary interlude, interlude maybe. After our sandwich, we could talk about the offensive word. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna press stop as soon as I've said this word to kind of drop a bomb. Mumpreneur. Goodbye. Okay. So we're back. We um, our food was very good, was it not, Joe? Beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah. You are paying for this, right, Pete? I mean, I don't want to be. Thankful. Ah. Oh, oh. There is. There's an issue. I'm afraid with that. But yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, my wallet. I don't know what's happened. It walked off. Um, so yeah. So I dropped a, a bombshell before. Um, are you a mumpreneur? And to be honest, what happened was Joe just basically stormed off for about half an hour. So eventually, through police helicopters and various people, we've got her back. And now she's happy to answer that question. So, Joe, are you an are you a mumpreneur? And if so, if not, what do you th- how do you feel about that term? Critically consider. Um, Joe Watson is not uh, a mumpreneur. No, um, to be honest, I don't even like the word entrepreneur. I understand its use and I, I get why people use it. I don't think it does a lot to tell people what you do, though. If you introduce yourself. Like an influencer, as we've already spoken about. If you say I'm an entrepreneur, I don't know if you're an entrepreneur in plumbing, you know, writing, graphic design, um, you know, the property business. I've got no idea. So I don't think it says anything. So I don't like that word on its own, really. But when you put any other kind of root attached to it, so, you know, mumpreneur as an example, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's unnecessary. But I also find it not offensive because I don't I don't take offense I don't go away and think my god I can't recover from this I'm so angry I just find it a little bit um, derogatory really um, I'm a mum yep I am I've got a, a small child you might call me an entrepreneur because I run my own business I would just say I run my own business but they are they're both separate you know I can be one without the other yes I am living my life doing both but when I'm a mum I'm largely trying to look after my child and when I'm running my business I'm largely trying to run my business one is not at the expense of the other they don't impact each other yes I might write about my kid in some of my posts but that's to tell people as we've already spoken about it's it's about me so they know that you know I, I am a parent I do have kids what my values might be what my other priorities might be but I don't think it should be used in my job title because it, it doesn't affect it. It's just no bearing on it whatsoever. So, so. do you think, with, without wishing to ask a loaded question, which it's a clearly loaded question, do you, th- do you think there are some people who sort of profit from that uh, that notion that, that they, they advise people on how you can be a mumpreneur too? I think there's a certain kind of industry where that works. And honestly, these, these people do tend to be women who are trying to empower other women. And I do believe that that's what they want to do. And they think mumpreneur is this elevated status of, oh, while well, you're a mum and you're, you're running a business or an empire as well, that's amazing. And I get that. I really do understand why they think that. But I think the point they miss is the fact that other people may start belittling it and they may think, well, you're not a serious business person then, you're, you're classing yourself as a mumpreneur. And I think in a world where women still are behind in a lot of things, we're not given the same equality or you know opportunities as, as we could be, certainly a lot better than it was, obviously, but in a, in a world where we are still playing catch-up, why would you do something to set yourself back? And it's a shame because I'm in some business groups who are mums, and, they are, and, and that's brilliant. I love it. I love the people. I love the support. It is amazing. But that one word is thrown around, mumpreneur, and I don't like it. I feel like other people will look at them and go, you're not serious. And that's a massive shame. So I just think we're setting ourselves back. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, and as a few of my friends have said quite recently, you know, parenting itself wasn't really a thing until about 30 years ago, was it? <laughs> it was just basically go to the park, get on with it, and come back for your dinner. It's, we live in a very different world, and, and this is the thing. I, I'm always a bit worried when I make my comments about mumpreneur that everyone thinks I'm being disregard, you know, I'm being disrespectful rather and disregarding other mums in business. Of course, I'm not. I'm doing the exact opposite. Being a parent is so hard. I completely get why people say it's the hardest job in the world. It really is, you know, and you get no pay for it and zero respect most of the time. And, you know, there's you, you, one goal is to keep this tiny person alive until they're a big person. And that is really, really bloody hard. And running a business is bloody hard as well. So I, I hate it when people do put themselves in a situation where, where other people will start just not taking them seriously anymore I want, want people to be respected for what they do and I certainly don't want them to have to put a label on it especially if it does make them come across in a certain way and you find it is it is certain industries uh, maybe multi-level marketing who will who will use it the most um, you know because they are largely raising their family which is so important and essential but they might be selling a product on the side mm-hmm. as well and I think they're the ones who tend to use the mumpreneur title and and so if someone told me they were a mumpreneur I would assume they were going to try and flog me Arbon or Juice Plus and yeah. and I don't want to be sold those things so and again MLM doesn't really exist because people say well it's not really multi-level marketing really is it it's something else it's, you know, I think as soon as you've got to get defensive about the area you're operating in you know there's an issue you know you shouldn't have to be defensive you should just say look you know you either like what I do or you don't um but when I say to people look I'm not interested in MLM I've found that rather than them saying okay well that's fine each to their own they'll get very defensive and they'll be like well why not why would you not want to create your dream life why would you not want to do this and I thought well you're not actually just trying to sell me the product anymore you're trying to get me to buy in to your system where I will ultimately make you money and and I don't want to do that. Any money I make, I want to make it for myself. Thank you very much. So so yeah, I don't I don't deal well with MLM people. Not I'm not saying they're all the same, but the ones I encounter on LinkedIn, seeing as that was what we were talking about initially, they're just absolutely relentless. You know, I get countless messages. But why wouldn't you want to do this? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to build a business around your family? And I'm like, well, that's what I bloody am doing. You know, I don't, I don't have to sell your product to do it. You respect me, and I will respect you. But yeah, to be honest, as soon as they start calling themselves a mumpreneur, that respect is is going very quickly. So, so I will set you free uh, by giving you the laptop lifestyle, but I'll lock you in at the same time. Yes, that there is no freedom. You know, you, that I, I think it's a very false promise. Really, you you're tied into something. You you are part of what was traditionally known as a pyramid scheme, and I appreciate. I've got, I've got a lot of friends who are involved in it, and you know, I'll support them for as long as it is, it's helping them. I just don't, it'd be the same as me saying, okay, I can do your copywriting for you, and people saying, all right, yeah, that's fine, or me going, you can become a copywriter, why don't you come into my copywriting circle? And I, you know, you wouldn't do that in any other industry. If I thought they were just trying to sell me a product, that's great, but they're not. They're trying to get you to buy into their lifestyle and, and trapping you in. And I, I don't agree with that model at all. I really don't. Yeah, 
as a, a parent and as an entrepreneur, if you like, you're trapped into many things already, aren't you, I suppose? You really are. Like the school run, for example. <laughs> the school run, yeah, just the fact that you may end up going back to the school a lot quicker, quicker than you thought you would because your child's just thrown up everywhere, yes. as, uh, as we were talking about when I arrived, Pete. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's such a bloody hard job. And if you're running a business as well, God, fair play to you. It is so difficult. I, I don't feel like I'm struggling, but I feel like I'm constantly working hard. I've ne- I'm never off in trying to do both. So why put yourself in a position where people don't take you, take you as seriously as they should be doing? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that brings us to um, sort of more broad social media tips, if you like. So we talked about being yourself on, on LinkedIn anyway. And um, what about other um, social media? So, uh, for example, I'll start you off. With, with, we were talking about Pinterest before. Um, and, um, you know, if I was going to give a few sort of basic tips about Pinterest, it's, you know, Pinterest is basically a, a search engine. You know, it's a social search engine. And um, the great thing is that you can, you can get source resources that look really good and share them. And it, it really sort of, it, it, we were talking about SEO before, that contributes towards your SEO, if you like. You know, so you don't need to pay somebody 500 or 1,000 pounds a month to tweak your SEO because that all sort of brings people, people towards what you're, uh, what you're doing. Um, but also there's quite, some quite good analytics through Pinterest as well. And now you've got the option of things like um, pin stories where you just put you know, several pins or um, like infographics or videos or images that you've got or whatever. And that, that can create really good uh, traffic um, as well. Um, and it, it, it just really helps people find you in, in, in ways that other, uh, other, other social media don't um, really. Um, so th- that's working for me. Um, one thing I'm not really on board with is, is TikTok, of course. Uh, now, um, yeah, um, not sure how that would work for me because I'm not so young. Uh, would it really work for you? These sort of uh, three-second impactful videos that are meant, intended to be viral. Uh, I I don't think it would work for me because obviously would what we need to get to the heart of here is the fact that yes, I'm using LinkedIn in a certain way. But that works really well for me in particular because I am a writer. So LinkedIn gives me that opportunity and that platform to showcase my writing, you know, my talent or hopefully my talent with it. So I don't think things like TikTok would would help me showcase that really, whereas LinkedIn does at least get me to show a more social side of me and um, a more here is what I can do. It's like a, a portfolio of sorts. Um, you've, you mentioned Pinterest, though. I do want to look at that because a lot of people have been saying to me, if you're a blogger, Pinterest is amazing for it. Now, I don't understand that at all, but with so many people saying it, I'm really keen to, to look at it because I do blog. I blog for other people, of course, but I blog for myself. I love it. I find it cathartic. It's enjoyable. I get a lot of engagement. Again, it's all good stuff to add to my portfolio and showcase who I am and what I can do. So I love it. So I will look into that. Um but you know what I find because I invest so much in LinkedIn I become exhausted and so going on anything else I just don't know where I'd I'd find the time so we talked about Twitter as as well Um, I'm on Twitter I can put the same stuff on Twitter that I'll put on LinkedIn and it doesn't get anywhere near the same engagement because I've not spent time on it building my presence and building my audience and I I think I'd, I'd go mad if I had to to put myself all out there all over again on another platform so I'm, I, I am interested in looking at other platforms they're amazing they do contribute to your SEO as you said but I think if you find one that you love and it works for you go all in 
that would be my advice, really. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of you know content creation, if we want to use that phrase, um, I think we we talked about Canva before. As Canva is a really nice way to to produce um, really high quality um, graphic design, uh, and that's really good to share. I think uh, I've got about seven and a half thousand followers on on Twitter, and the, the things that get me the most engagement are things that I make on Canva um, or videos that. Oh, have an impact really you know that it's me talking to a camera or it's uh, something that I'm doing and um, and it, it has a meaning it's, it's not like you know here's a PowerPoint presentation taken from 50 feet away in the dark and everyone looks bored no they don't do very well uh, but also tagging the, the people who are involved as well and um, you know tagging people on an image and and using the right hashtags and thinking about those and and so on but I think um, so but the thing is a good image on Canva you can do that in about two minutes but it's even quicker uh, finding something through Pinterest as well. So I get a lot of, uh, you know, if, I'll do well if I get, um, I don't know, 10, six to 10,000 10, page impressions on a post in, on Twitter through an infographic that I found on, on Pinterest. Okay. And that's, that means that you're saving yourself a lot of time because yes. it's still contributing to, towards uh, your SEO and finding, you know, find making, making it easier for people to find you. But you're not generating the content. You're the, you're the content curator, not the content curator. Creator. I'll say that one more time. You're the content curator, not the content creator. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I'm, I'm uh, conscious that we're sort of heading into that, that uh, sort of dangerous territory now, aren't we, of uh, <laughs> talking about social media in this very social media-y way, <laughs> which is not what you're about. It's not. I try to take social media and, uh, as we've already talked about, do the opposite kind of thing. I don't... You don't want to be seen as some kind of character on there, really. You just... I, Honestly, I just use social media to showcase what I can do. If people like me while I'm doing it, then that is brilliant. It's an excellent byproduct. But it's a fantastic place for a writer to show what they can do. If I used or shared other people's content, it, I'd be doing myself a disservice, really. So, um, But if we are thinking about like interacting with, with other things, then it's good to engage on other people's posts. I do think that and, and show that you're willing to have a conversation and you're not just all about your own stuff. Um, but I, whenever I do my, my blogs, they do say they work better with an image. So with you saying about Canva, you introduced me to Canva, I'd never bloody heard of it. And, and it is, it's so easy to make these fantastic little graphics to go with it. And, uh, and sometimes I kind of fall into a trap. I'll think, oh, I could be a graphic designer. And then you think, oh, I really couldn't. I'll just stick to the words. Well, it's been an interesting upsell, I suppose, couldn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the graphic package, package is an extra £75. Pounds. <laughs> I might try it. Never rule it out, Pete. Never rule it out. Never rule anything out, Joe. <laughs> I really wouldn't. But I think, it, I think that's, it, it, it's great that you've got that um, disruptive. I mean, one of the uh, catchphrases, would be like, or bywords of the 2010s was disruptive, disruptive, wasn't it? People would use that word quite a lot. Yeah, but it's really, like, disruptive. And, um, <laughs> and, and really, um, you're cutting through that, aren't you? you know? What you're doing is disruptive, but in the true meaning of the... Yeah, it, it's it's another word I don't like. I think these words, it just sounds like I hate all words. I appreciate that's how I'm coming across. I think sometimes they get overused. I think they're used in the wrong context. When I hear the word disruptive or disruptor, I think, again, that should be something someone says about you, not something you call yourself. It's very arrogant, um, very bullish. I don't really like it. Um, but also, I used to be a teacher, as we've already said. If someone was in my class and they were disruptive, they ruined it for everybody. They ruined it for the teacher, for the other kids. I couldn't give a crap if they ruined it for themselves. It's their own fault. So I don't see it in a positive light at all. So by all means, yeah, change things up a bit. 
um, and throw in a couple of curveballs just to keep things exciting. But don't call yourself a disruptor and, and certainly don't go in just to do that. I've already mentioned a few times, yes, I do cause some controversy, but I stick around for it. I don't just like drop those bombs and then run. I like I did before with the Montrepreneur. With the Montrepreneur one, exactly. And then you went and hid, didn't you? So, no, I, I don't do that. I think it, it is about, you know, staying around and saying, no, I believe in this. And here's why. Here's how I can prove it. Here is why I feel what I feel. I'm not just saying it to be a bit of a dick. Sorry, I know I said I wouldn't swear. But. What, it's a terrible word. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact of the day, by the way, th- th- this is an example of what's called amelioration, where something that used to have negative connotations, disruptive, takes on positive connotations. Yes. Uh, amelioration. That's your word of the day. And fun fact of the day I'll stop now <laughs> I like that I love a good word of the day but it's true these things they change meaning over time but like, for me disruptor it will always be that little tyke in the classroom who just ruins it for everybody all your planning all your prep um, everything it's, they suck the joy out of everything so so no not a fan of the old disruptor thing even though I'm doing it myself in some way I can, I can identify with that because you know this idea of ruining it for everybody once you set the rules once you say to people that well, this is how you um, use social media you need to be a disruptor whatever that means that the rules are set in place and obviously social media you know, it's, it's, a, it's a truism that social media is far too organic and fluid um, to adhere to those rules or any rules for that matter yeah it's I, I never it, it's hard really because if people come to you and they say you know well how, how should I do this how or what should I not do you don't really want to tell people because you want to let them carve their own path you know make your own rules with it and be respectful of everyone else's by all means but do what works for you so I don't like to think of myself as breaking any rules because I don't know if if there are any like you know, 10 years ago, LinkedIn would have been everyone in suits talking about corporate policy. It's really not now. It's changing. And all of those people 10 years ago who loved how it was, yeah, they won't be liking it. But things move on. Everything moves on, doesn't it? So we've just got to yeah. go. And I do see a lot of that on LinkedIn um, without, you know, slacking off individuals where, where it, it feels like a boring PowerPoint presentation where somebody says, well, without further ado, I'll, I'll carry on with this. And my name is whatever. And for my sins, this is my job. <laughs> Take a photo, as we were saying before, like it was from 50 feet away and, and it looks very dark and people are bored. And I know it's it's just you know, but that that will be to some people's tastes and that'll be what they're comfortable with. And that's what they want. And that's fine. I hope that I hope that it does work for them. I think you know you see things on social media and you think, oh God, is that is that really having the right effect? Is it having any effect? I like to think if people still keep banging that the drum with it, then it is working for them. I think it's just with anything, you just got to find your own level and yeah, hope that it works. But if you are constantly putting out those photos and, and everything like that, and it's not getting you anywhere. Why the hell are you doing it, really? Why waste your time? definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result uh, which is another cliche that's two now sorry about that <laughs> right so what i'm going to do is t- take a, a short break because uh, my arms are quite tired and um i might order a cup of tea i haven't i haven't got you for long though joe this, this is this, this isn't going to last for too long because you have to go quite soon don't you oh i will do yes um mumpreneur that i am <laughs> yes uh, i will have to go get my child hoping that there's um there is a, a you know train getting me back there so you're such an empowered role model <laughs> I know, I am literally stranded. I'm a damsel in distress. I'm doing myself no favours. But yeah, I'll just be stood on the platform at Piccadilly Station going, I need to get to my child, help me. 
Right. So thanks a lot, for, and we'll take a, a short break and come back for our, the uh, thrilling finale. Um, let's see how that will go. Right. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. Well, this is the final section. I'm going to get rid of uh, Joe Watson in a sec. Um, before I do, uh, we, we do have the catchphrase of the day, I'm afraid. And uh, I'll let Joe say what the catchphrase is. <laughs> what, the, the Joe Watson? Yes. Joe Watson is Joe Watson. Exactly. I was thinking about a cheesy ending, you know, like at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm just a human being, but that's, Joe has, uh, has done far better than that. Joe Watson is just Joe Watson. Um, the T-shirts will be printed, I think. I think so. I'm all about the promo merch, you yes. know me, so I'll happily do the T-shirts. I feel like... You know, I'd usually say, or oh, who would play me in the film or the stage production of my life, but I like the fact that I get to say Joe Watson is Joe Watson, so of course I'd be playing myself. So. So it's going to be a documentary, a yeah. sort of find the wall documentary, being Joe Watson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, a dark place. <laughs> it's a dark place. <laughs> 18 certificate, I'm afraid, on account of uh, bad language. But um, better than Gone Girl. Yeah, better than Gone Girl. <laughs> better than Go- easy to understand than Gone Girl. Um, all right, so we have um, so something that you've, what's been, what, I think from your point of view, what's felt like a very sort of natural progression from what you've been doing over the last few years is this resource that you're, you've, you've, you've made um, on how to be a blogger. Um, are you, uh, I know you're not going to be all sales in cheesy Joe Watson, but uh, can you tell us about that? Uh, it's been a long time coming, really, Pete. So I... I'm a copywriter, so I write people's copy for them. I'm Joe Watson. (laughs) I am Joe Watson. I am a copywriter. Um, Joe Watson is a copywriter. And no, but I also edit for people as well. So they might write things themselves. They hand it to me. I edit it so that it really sells. It really sings whatever they need it to do. But because I used to be a teacher and because I'm a chartered manager and I understand how businesses work and, and, you know, what they really need to survive and succeed... I go out and I deliver training. So I will go out to a company's premise and I'll work with the team on whatever they need to focus on for their copywriting to improve. Or I'll run my own events where I'll just put them on, say here in Manchester, I'll open up eight places to come and spend the day with me and we'll, we'll focus on some great copywriting tips and techniques for their business. But I had lots of people over the past year in particular who were saying to me you know have you not got a resource I can download because I can't make training or I can't afford the training um or you know I I don't don't want to I don't want to outsource it you know I don't want someone else to write my blogs for me I I want to be able to do it myself is there nothing I can download nothing you can send me and I just kept saying no no there isn't because there wasn't and I just didn't think about it at all until someone saw an interaction online and they contacted me privately and said, look, these people are throwing themselves at you here, saying, what have you got as a resource? I'll pay for it. I'll take it off your hands now. You've got to create something. So basically, I put together a, a resource. I won't call it a book. It's just a, a PDF that I'd email to people. And it's got information on how to get the best out of your blogging to write for your own business or venture. And I've got 12 tangible concepts on there for what to write about, why they're important, how to get the most out of them and to really, really engage with them and why they are going to be crucial to you building your brand and building your audience, whether it's on social media or in real life, whatever. So, yeah, it's just this guide. So if you're ever stuck for inspiration, ideas, you're not sure on techniques to use or you feel like your skills are lacking or maybe you're just low in confidence, it's something there that's really, really going to boost your blogging. 
It makes it's so logical, isn't it? Really, because uh, it, remind, it reminds me um, perversely of a, of a chocolate orange. It's like uh, you know, people have been eating chocolate for years, and oh, I wonder if uh, it'd be, what would it be like with orange, an orange flavour, and then you go and invent the, cho- the goddamn chocolate orange, don't you? I know that these mavericks are out there, Pete. They really are, and, and you know, God bless Terry for uh, for creating the, the chocolate orange. And uh, you know, sometimes I think it's just me and Terry left in this world. I really do. But yeah, it is. If people want it, then you've got to create it, and that's. As I hope I've explained, that's not me going, other people need this. I dismissed the option for God knows how long because I thought, no, I don't don't want to write a resource. I don't want to sell things. I want to go and do the copywriting or I want to train people. I don't want to sell a product. But you know what? That's the world we live in where people want a product. And, you know, if we've got a business we should be able to productize it in some way and I hate to say the phrase but passive income because I've written that now if it sells nothing it's nothing lost to me because I enjoy putting it together and it's something that I'll probably use in other realms of my business but if it does sell then it's money in my bank so and that, that's great if that's not what a business is you know I don't, I don't know what it is so yeah and it can develop and keep on developing can't it really it, it really can and I'm getting such good feedback it's lovely to get sales on it I love the fact that it's just constantly going to be there I can always dip into it and update it if I ever feel it needs it and you know just see just see how it helps people really and it's already helping people I mean I'm not saving the world I'm not even remotely changing it but if I am giving people techniques ideas and confidence for their blogging then I'm happy yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean I'm not serious when I say this but it's part chocolate orange part, part Swiss army knife isn't it <laughs> a Swiss chocolate orange. <laughs> In fact, I like yeah. that. Yeah, that works. Well, I, th- I think it's lovely because, you know, from your point of view, it, it seems so obvious to you, doesn't it? But, but, but it's easy to underestimate just how much value you're giving to people from something that you know already. You know, people are crying. Like, well, like why crying out for stuff to, to explain things to us that we don't know? Exactly. We all we always want that, that you know that thirst for knowledge, and, and we do take it for granted. We think, well, I know this. I'm using this. I'm applying this all the time. Why isn't everyone else doing it? Well, it's because they don't have you know what we have, and we've all got our own little area where we're skilled or we're professionals in. And, and this is mine, you know. And I don't, I don't just kind of say oh, this is how to do it and, and run away. I do my own blogging. I constantly put my own blogs out. I love it, and I want other people to love it as well. And it's through my own blogging that I've been able to reflect on my own business. So I think it's actually an essential tool to shaping and building your business over time. Uh, finally, because um, this is a, an education blog, um, or an educational technology blog, um, what's teaching um, done to help you? Um, it has reminded me that I never go back to it, if that helps. I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, Pete. Oh, I, I loved teaching, but you know what, people are leaving it left, right and centre and they're not leaving because of the kids. Uh, they are leaving because of the politics and the bureaucracy because it, it just teaching isn't teaching anymore. If it was about going in and just having these ideas and shaping young minds and letting them discover and learn and thrive and achieve in whatever way they want and in whatever way they can, it would be amazing. And it's not like that anymore. It's all paper exercise and tick boxing. So... Um, no, not a fan of it. I've got huge respect for anyone who is a teacher. Has it helped me with what I'm doing? I, I hope it's not a horrible thing for me to say, but no, I, d- I, don't, I just don't think it has. Well, I put it to you, Joe Watson, that you may not be a mumpreneur, you may not be an influencer, well, an accidental one, maybe, but um, you are an educator. I, 
Yeah, I do. I do think so, especially when I do my training and the whole chartered management thing has been really great to share with my clients, even if they've not appointed me for that particular role, because I can I can hopefully add value to any project that they they appoint me for. Um, I've just, as I said, add value. I thought I don't like that phrase anymore either. I'm running out of phrases to like it. Solutions focused. Solutions focused. Solutions orientated. So. Um, no, I, yeah, I think I am an educator, but you know, we've all got the, we can all be an educator. It just depends what our specialist subject is, really. But I think a good educator will always be open to learning themselves and not just about other things either, you know, learning about their own craft. So I've signed myself up to a couple of courses because I think, well, you know, I don't know everything and I don't want to know everything. I want to learn, I want to find new facets of what I'm doing. So yeah, I think a good educator is always willing to be educated. So hopefully I can, I can do that. Well, um, this is really sad, but uh, I think we may have to leave it there because you have a train not to catch, don't you? You have a train to miss. There's a train that won't be there when I am. That's almost a certainty um yeah so i'm, I'm good because i've had a lovely time doing this pete so thank you joe watson has had a wonderful time being joe watson in pete atherton's company so thank you i had a great time enjoying joe watson's company and uh, yeah enjoying joe watson vicariously so um thank you so much and um, i'll let you go and we'll have a, a little photo shoot and uh we'll speak to you soon So that was that, that was Jo Watson. She's gone off now on a 20 minute walk in the pouring rain through the center of Manchester to try and catch a train that probably won't come. But anyway, I enjoyed that. And next time we'll be talking about um, a variety of people who are social media accidental influencers. Until then, thanks a lot for listening. Goodbye.